0: Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Dun,", dun, dun a life overflowing podcast. So I am your host, Maria Montez, and my ministry. I have just a small little ministry called A Life Overflowing that I created some years ago. I have a blog at alifeoverflowing.com, and also you can find me on Instagram at Life Overflowing. So wanted to just kind of tell you guys, let's get into it. Let's talk about exactly what this podcast is going to be about, because I'm sure you're going to want to know that, right? So um, my goal with this podcast is to help you to grow in your walk with Christ. If you're not a Christian, help you learn more about Christianity and Christ and to tackle the hard questions of Christianity In the Bible, and also just to get real, right? Like with Christianity and Christians, sometimes we just need to talk about real hard stuff. So I hope that you will enjoy every bit of this podcast. I pray it encourages you. I pray that it ignites a fire for Jesus in you. I pray that it answers your questions and just draws you ultimately deeper into the heart of the Father. So, why did I create this podcast? So, um, the original, you know, thought behind this was I was doing some YouTube videos, but I just really kind of got daunted with having to, you know, always feel like I needed to look my best and face the camera and the lighting and all that stuff. And, you know, it's really hard to re-record with video versus audio. And, you know, I just kind of wanted an, a, just a real raw unedited kind of place where I could come and just talk about the issues that I see and the things going on in this world today and in our Christian walk and in the struggles of life, right? Um, I, you know, I had seen, I mean, I do listen to a couple podcasts, well, a lot of podcasts myself, but one of my favorites is Autumn Miles' podcast, and she just kind of does the same thing, right? She just talks about what's going on in the world, issues, um, Jesus, and I just love it, you know, like, just, let's just talk, let's just talk about real issues. I will be interviewing people as well. On this podcast, so you can look forward to that. So, you know, I was I was looking for something that really talked about the things that I was struggling with in Christianity, and I found that so many of the sermons today are literally um they are motivational speeches and they are very sugar coated with the truth of God, right? Like they sugarcoat a lot of things, and I think that Christians are being led astray from all this, right? So why did I, so some of the statistics and the reasons as well are just the biblical illiteracy of today, right? We as Christians are supposed to be reading our Bibles, but rarely do Christians read their Bibles. Um, the Gospel Coalition has a, did a survey and it's showed that only 32% of Christians actually read their Bibles more than once a month. Um, but we have tons of access today, right? So I was like, why is that? Why is it that as Christians, you know, we're not living in the 1800s where we didn't have access, you know, we all had one family Bible or something like that. We have it everywhere, but yet we're the most biblically illiterate generation ever. And that's just, it's very sad. It's very strange. Um, Forgive me. My dog is slurping up water in the background. Sorry about that, guys. I told you we're going to be real. We're going to be raw here. So I also want to get real when it comes to our walk with Jesus. I also want to challenge you. You know, um, studies also show from the American Bible society and the gospel coalition that 11% of people have actually read the entire Bible cover to cover. And I know that's difficult, right? But you don't have to read it from Genesis to revelation. You can just bounce all around, which is what I do now. I have read it cover to cover, but now I like to bounce around and just, I just pray. I'm like, Lord, what book of the Bible you want me to read next? And he answers. So, um, that being said, I also um, heard a statistic that 52 percent of people believe Jesus is the was the first created being in the Bible I'm like what so that means that 48 percent of people don't know I mean 52 percent of people don't know about Adam and Eve what I don't I don't I don't understand that right so again I want to help Christians be literate in the Bible um, also just talking about are real struggles in Christianity, right? Like walking this Christian walk is not easy. And God, God did say that his yoke is easy, his burden is light, but he also promises persecution and suffering. You know, that comes along with the Christian walk. And so I want to be real when it comes to that. I don't want to portray Christianity as some cakewalk that's super easy. I believe it's a very blessed life. It is a very worthy lifestyle, but it is also difficult. And so I want to be real. Once again, there's that word real. Um, and so, you know, I love to answer your questions as well that you have on Christianity. So my email is a overflowing one at gmail.com. So it's A, Life Overflowing, the name of the podcast, the number one at gmail.com. So if you have any questions, please email me. I will write a bunch of them down and then I will do a podcast answering a bunch of questions. So I'm going to be answering questions about the faith. I'm going to be interviewing people and I'm not just going to interview goody-goody two-shoes Christian people. I'm going to interview atheists. I'm going to interview Um, you know, people that just have a completely different worldview, because I want to talk about, we need to have these conversations, right? In a safe and healthy place, not in a place where there's going to be offense and arguing and, you know, that doesn't accomplish anything, but really everyone trying to understand everyone's side and point of view and just really digging into it. So um, a little bit about me. I grew up in Fort Worth and, you know, kind of grew up and had a pretty um good childhood. Uh was very, you know, spoiled um and also very humble though at the same time because I grew up with a sister that has cerebral palsy, named Holly, and she has just been one of the most life-changing people in my life to to change who I am. Just her presence, just her life has changed who I am as a person and that has shaped me grounded me. Um, but I also grew up with some childhood wounds and I won't really get into what or how, um, because we all have those wounds, but I will say that I became a perfectionist and I I had to be, you know, I felt like I had to be perfect. Like I was captain of the cheerleading squad and I was, you know, on the student council and I was, uh, you know, ranked third in my class and, you know, just, just had all these accomplishments and did tennis and did softball and did all these things because I never knew my true worth and value in Jesus. And a lot of those wounds later on led me to a crazy, you know, and people say, oh, well, everybody has a crazy time in college. Well, no, not everybody. You know, I kind of went off the deep end and got caught up in drinking and promiscuity and just more drinking. And so, um, you know, little by little kind of made my way out and Really, I'm not trying to share my whole testimony today, but just so you get to know me a little bit better, I've been on both sides of the world, right? I've been in the world, I've been wrapped up in all that that entails, and then I've also, thank God, the Bible says, he reached down and pulled me out of a miry pit, right, and set me upon a rock, and that's exactly what Jesus did for me. Um, You know, Countless people who brought me to church, who prayed for me. Especially, I give a special shout out to Refuge Church, um, the Ramos family. You know, they really helped me learn to live as a Christian, not just say I'm a Christian. That's another goal of this podcast. I want to help you show that you're a Christian, right? I think it's St. Francis of Assisi that says, preach the gospel often and regularly, but, and if so, use words right? By any means necessary, but if so, use words. And that means that we're supposed to be an example of Christ way more than we preach just by using words, right? We want, we're we supposed to use words as well, of course, but does our example represent Christ, right? And I think that's something we've lost in our culture. I think that we are like, oh, it's all about grace and I can do whatever I want, but still be a Christian. No, no, it doesn't really work that way, right? We have to be seeking to be holy, like God is holy. Now, are we going to be perfect? No. Are we going to be spotless? No, never until we get to heaven. But that doesn't stop us from doing our best to glorify God and to become a better version of a Christian so that others will see that and then want the same thing for their lives. So, um, it's been about, oh gosh, 2012. Um, Since I recommitted to my purity, it's been about six years since I've been, you know, sober. I'm sorry, my Alexa alarms are going off, you guys. This is my first rodeo, Um, so, um, you know, for sobriety and getting back on the purity, um, you know, recommitting to my purity, following hard after God and and learning more about Him, you know, those are the things. that I want to help other people do because somebody showed me the way somebody helped lift me out of that miry pit and said, Hey, I don't want this for you. I have something better. So if you're listening right now and you feel like I'm the worst Christian, or I'm not even acting like a Christian, and I'm so caught up in this pornography lifestyle or strip clubs or drinking or gossip or, you know, fornication, you know, with your boyfriend or Whatever it is you're caught up in, drugs, alcohol, addiction, I am here to say, dear son or daughter of God, He has so much more for you waiting. He has so much more for you. And I want you to know that and I want you to trust me that if you go on this journey with me and you get into your Bible and you start listening to sermons and you start going to a Bible-based church... Little by little, those things are going to fall away. Those addictions are going to fall off. You're going to be delivered because I've seen it happen in countless lives and it's happened to me too, right? So that's why I am here because I am passionate about Jesus and what life change he brings. I can't even express it enough. I can't even put it into words. It's so breathtaking and ground shattering and life altering just the difference he's made in my life. And I've seen the blessings that come from our obedience and our love of God. And we don't obey out of rules and regulations. We obey because we love God and we want to please him. And that's where you get into legalism, right? Like some people are convicted about wearing a low cut shirt. Some people aren't right. And those, those are rules and regulations about modesty and things like that. But it's a heart thing. It's a Jesus, I don't want to do this because it doesn't glorify you thing. And so if you're not at that place yet, then, you know, sometimes you can fake it till you make it. I mean, I, I, there were, there are a lot of sins in my life that I was like, okay, I'm not supposed to do this. So I won't do it. I wasn't delivered from it yet, but I kind of faked it till I make it. Right. And so eventually, um, the conviction came and, you know, the life change came, but the deepest, Life change I've ever had is when I stared at the face of a sin that I was involved in. And I was like, Lord, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt your heart. I want to please you as your daughter. And I love you, God. And I don't want to do this anymore. Will you help me? And that kind of conviction and deliverance is the best of all. Because, you know, you as parents, right? And those of us who want to become parents, you don't want your child to obey you just because you put your foot down and you know said this is the rules and it's my house and my way, right? You want them to obey you because they love you and because they're like, you know what, I I love my mom and dad. So I want to do XYZ for them or I don't want to disappoint them. Right. That's that's the kind of obedience in the heart that we want. And that's really what this podcast is about is getting to the heart of our issues, the heart of God. And that will bring the transformation. Do not feel like you have to clean everything up and come to Jesus all nice and pretty and get rid of your sin first. No, that's what he does. He will do that in you. And it's not going to be as hard as you think. It's going to be easier than you think. Is it going to require sacrifice and struggle and difficulty? Yes, because we have to fight the flesh. But We have to know that Exodus 14, 14 says, The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And what does being still mean? It means, sorry, it means being still in his presence, in his presence in worship and the word of God. You cannot be a Christian and be transformed without worshiping the word and prayer. That is the magic trifecta that we all need as believers that is going to help us to get to where we need to go. So you guys, we're going to talk about a whole lot of things, okay? And I just, I'm just going to be my crazy self, my imperfect self. So forgive me ahead of time if I offend anyone, but we're just going to be real. And I'm going to talk about things that are real hard issues and subjects, and we're going to tackle them. We're not going to be afraid. We're not going to be censored. And we are going to sincerely fight the good fight of faith. Okay? We're going to we're going to unwrap everything. We're going to talk about everything. There's nothing that we are not going to talk about. We're going to talk about um pornography, we're going to talk about molestation, we're going to talk about narcissism, we're going to talk about um lust and greed and gossip. We're going to talk about it all. So we are going to read your mail. Uh, trust me, something in this podcast is going to convict you or slap you in the face, but that's what I call a Jesus slap. You're going to hear me say that throughout the podcast, right? A Jesus slap is something that when it slaps you, when Jesus slaps you, <laughs> not literally, right? But it hurts, but it hurts so good because it's a good pain. It's a good feeling of conviction, Um and so that's what I call Jesus slap. so you don't get it you're gonna get a few of these in the podcast, okay. So what else was I gonna say on here to introduce everything? Um, okay, so after I kind of was pulled out of my sin, and again, I am still a sinner saved by grace. I am never going to proclaim or declare that I am perfect, holier than thou, any of that. And if I sound like that, I'm not meaning to believe me, I am very flawed, but I am working like a work in progress and I'm working towards, you know, being more obedient to Christ every day. So um, after I went to refuge and kind of, you know, learned what it is to live for God and not just say I'm a Christian, I then began to serve and volunteer. And so I worked with youth. With young girls, with women before, um, I've spoken at a couple of women's retreats and done some some Bible studies and things like that. I would like to do a lot more of that. So, if you have young women you would like me to speak to about purity, please email me or contact me on Instagram. Um, I love that topic of purity because the Bible says that sexual sin is the worst sin because it's a sin against our own body which is supposed to be the temple of God. So I love talking about that topic to young women, um, even young men. But I feel like young men need to hear that from a man, not a woman. So hopefully one day when I get married, my husband will be the go-to contact for the person to talk to the young men. But anyway, um, so had some time in ministry. I've worked in a lot of nonprofits. I've had various different jobs. But each one of those jobs, I believe God led me to to refine me for the it, the ministry efforts and the things that are coming later, right? Like there's always a purpose. So right now I do real estate. I'm really not going to talk about that a whole lot um, because I, I'm not here to promote that. I'm here to promote Jesus. Um, so if you have any questions about that, you can email me. But um, I hope that you are excited to hear about the topics. I would love to have your suggestions um, again and questions on topics you would like to hear about that people don't talk about in the Christian community. You know, um, there are a lot of things that that we're going to get down and dirty with, and you know, there's going to be hurt feelings. There are going to be, there's going to be offense. I know there's already going to be that when people listen to these podcasts, but my prayer is that it deep down inside brings conviction, revelation, and knowledge as to the truth of God. Because the Bible said, if they know the truth, the truth will set them free. And you guys, we are being so led astray right now in the political realm, in the, just in society in general, we're being led astray to things that look like truth And, oh, it looks like we're being tolerant and we're being loving and accepting. But in reality, allowing certain things to continue in this world is actually sin. And we're trying to sugarcoat it to make it look like, oh, no, we're just being tolerant. Or, oh, no, we're just, no, no. Because where sin prevails, the devil's going to get a foothold and then worse things are going to come there is always, so I always say the saying, there is a ble- always a blessing on the other side of obedience, but there is always a curse on the other side of sin, right? So when we sin, we open up a door for the enemy to have a foothold in our lives in some form or fashion. So as a society, when we open up the door to whatever sin is the newest, hottest sin that everybody's saying, let's just be tolerant of this, guess what? That's going to bring a whole lot of other stuff, right? So when you open the door to all the vile, you know, things being shown on TV, I mean, young kids these days can watch Fifty Shades of Grey on their TV, right? And so, you know, all of these, and I mean, some of these Netflix shows are just awful with the sex scenes and the things that they have in them. So we opened up the door to that and we're lenient and like we'll let people do what they want to do, right? But guess what? All this this open sexuality and the things now there's a direct correlation to sex trafficking. Right? Because we've created this sinful appetite for something and it's not being fulfilled in the godly way because we're using Netflix or other things, right? And so all of a sudden now here comes the enemy with his foot in the door with another way. So I just want you to be aware of the enemy's schemes. The whole verse that I founded a life overflowing right and the picture on the logo is a cup that's overflowing because God wants to give you an overflowing life. And this is not prosperity gospel. This is not like, oh hey, um if you follow the Lord your life is going to be all rosy and you're going to have everything you want. That's not true at all, right? There's going to be suffering, there's going to be persecution, but it is going to be blessed and overflowing and you're going to have joy and you're going to have peace throughout the circumstances, good and bad, right? And so that verse I came up with a name through um, or the name of the podcast a life overflowing through John 10:10 10, 10, that says the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. He comes to steal, you guys. He comes to steal identities, childhoods. He comes to steal dreams. He comes to steal things. He comes to kill, right? He brings death and destruction. He brings disease. He brings famine. He brings, you know, all of that and destroy. He brings destruction. He destroys relationships. He destroys family lives. He destroys home lives. He destroys property and and possessions. He is a destroyer, but... God said, I came, Jesus came, I sent my son so that they may have life and have it in abundance. And the symbol for life and vitality is the blood of Jesus, right? So he sacrificed his son on the cross. His blood was shed so that we could have lifeblood, so that we could have a life overflowing. And so I just encourage you today, and I thank you for listening, and I pray that you will continue to listen. I pray that you will share and I pray that you'll have a life overflowing. And I I would love to hear your feedback and your opinions and your questions. Email me anytime at alifeoverflowing1 at gmail.com. And I look forward to talking to you on our very next episode. God bless you guys.